You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what's up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with another live episode. And there was a lot of popping this weekend. Last time I you know, went online and hit a quick uh, live stream was on Saturday. We have a lot to talk about. I want to see if I could uh, digest and unpack, uh, digest it myself, which I already did. And I want to unpack it for y'all. We got some stuff to talk about today, man. John Moran is at it again. Gunsmoke boy over here is at it again, baby. He is uh, throwing him up, throwing him up. Uh, but again, I don't know. This kid is, uh, he's either, uh, for a lack of a better word, better word, stupid or really, really misled. Definitely want to talk about the 76ers, their historic choke job led by James Harden and Embiid. And of course, Jason Tatum's historic game seven. Yes, that dude is legit. Jason Tatum is him. The Celtics are going to meet the Heat. And we're going to also break down the uh, both uh, Western and Eastern Conference Finals, give you a quick prediction, and give you my takes on who I think it's going to win. And I also, of course, and we got to talk James Harden, because James Harden is probably one of the greatest choke jobs. But without further ado, man, let me just stop talking smack here. Let's get this started. Come on, 76ers came to town after being down 3-2, close out the series against the Philadelphia 70 Chokers, 112-88. to First, we're going to start with the unbelievable meltdown in the second half by the 76ers. It was Philadelphia, you know, was battling. It was a close game going into the halftime. But the 76ers completely disappeared in the second half. In the first half, they had contributions from P.J. Tucker. Joel Embiid was having a horrible game. Maxi was, you know, normal. James Harden, forget about it. The dude is like the worst choker in the history of elimination games in the, in the history of the NBA, and we got to touch on him. But that was about it, man. Everybody went out to lunch, did not want to come back and play in the second half because Jason Tatum was just a beast. Record-breaking 51 points, the most in a game seven closeout game in the history of the NBA playoffs. But first and foremost, man, there has to be some blame uh, sent around here, and it has to be given equally. Joel Embiid has to get definitely some blame. There's no doubt about this one, right? He definitely have to get some blame because the fact that Joel Embiid went 5 for 18, 0 for 4 from 3, and dropped 15 points, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. And this is the difference right now between Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, when it comes to centers. His game is definitely what you call a throwback to the 90s, right? Where a center was the centerpiece of the offense. He conducted and commanded all the attention, the most touches. The man can ball. The man can score. But this is where his inability to find other players to hit him when they're open, when he's struggling like this, because he just kept taking shots. He took 18 shots, only made five. So it's not like he was getting clamped down and not getting guarded. Joel Embiid got his ass kicked in game seven. The job that Al Horford, all right, and everybody else that took a shot on Embiid, Robert Williams, the Time Lord, everybody that stepped up, D up indeed, made him struggle and made him miss. Let's not get that twisted. I know he's the MVP. He deserves the MVP based on the criteria for the MVP, which is the best regular season player. That's what Joel Embiid is. Had a great regular season. Unlike Anthony Davis who Nick and Nikola Jokic, who both had great statistics, even though Davis has been injured, they're still in the hunt and playing to get to the NBA Finals. 
that's the difference between players like Jokic and Anthony Davis. When they get the ball down low, the ball and the offense flows. Other people are going to get it, and they're going to make plays if their number one option, which is scoring, is shut down by a defender or a team. Difference between Embiid. When Embiid gets it on top, man, Embiid is going to James Harden that joint. He's going to grab that ball. He's going to try to back you down. He doesn't care who's there. Doesn't matter if you double team him. He's a horrible passer. Horrible. He had one assist. One assist. And you know he was getting double teamed left and right. Again, that's the difference. Joel did play a lot better than James Harden in this series, even though James had a couple of 40 points game. But we we have to we have to come back to James Harden. To me, one of the greatest choke artists in elimination game. He made three field goals, had five turnovers. He was nowhere to be found. Nine points, 41 minutes, only took 11 shots, one for five. Seven assists, but five turnovers. The man could not find a rhythm whatsoever at all. He just was getting bodied left and right and was not able to find anything. See, that's the difference between a Harden and a Jason Tatum. And we're going to hit, and I'm going to hit that when we get to Jason Tatum. But the man had. Three field goals, 9.5 turnovers. In fourth quarter games, games five to seven, according to StatMuse, my man has scored zero point in the fourth quarter from game five to game seven. That's 32 minutes of no points when it counts the most. Guys, listen, I understand. The guy is beautiful to watch with the Rock in the regular season because he scored so much, take it in, nice little, you know, Step back three, all that good stuff, man. The dude has skills. He's, he's a great offensive player to watch. But he has not worked in the playoffs. It didn't work with Houston. Right? It didn't work with the Nets. And it's not going to work with the 76ers. It is unacceptable to have zero points in 32 minutes combined of fourth quarter action in the games that matter the most, which are the closeout games. That's what James Harden did in this series. Come at me, but he is the greatest choke artist in the history of this game. I don't care. Come at me. It's probably a bigger choke artist, but right now in this generation, my man James, my man James is out to lunch right now and did not come back to the game. He stayed out. He played three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, he decided to take lunch and not come back to work, abandon his job, and take a freaking nap because he was too full. Best analogy. Best freaking analogy. The man walked out on his duties, baby, because he never came back to the fourth quarter in this entire series from game, I'm not entire series, but from game five to seven. That's a pretty sick stat. I mean, if that doesn't define the clutchness of a player, I'm sorry, let me just rephrase that. The non-clutchness of a player when it matters the most, then what else does it quantify? What else can you quantify it with? He disappeared for the whole game, and then this guy hasn't been showing up in the fourth quarter. That's it. That's all I need to know as a GM and the type of player this guy is in order for me to build around. It's getting to the point that James Harden is arriving at Carmelo Anthony status. One of the greatest and most prolific scorers in the history of the game. Beautiful to put that ball in that hoop, baby. Man, the man can the man can get it in. All right? So did Carmelo Anthony. Never translated to winning. And never translated to clutch shots. 
or closing moments. Joel Embiid said that he needs to do better in the uh, post-game you know, um, conference, that you know he has to do better, the team has to step up, blah, 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 blah. You've been there before. We've seen Joel Embiid get bumped and have bad games. The 76ers have a lot of soul-searching to do. They have good pieces. I love Maxi. That dude is a center. You want to keep him there. You have to keep Embiid. A talent like that, you got to give him more weapons around that suit more his gameplay. But Embiid needs to step up and how to figure out how to play, how to make others better. I'm not asking him to be Nikola Jokic or okay, or Vita Sabonis. All right, anybody like that. We're not asking him to be that type of center. But he needs to get others involved when he's getting double team and when his game is down the drain and is not working. He's a typical 90s protocol, Shaq-like scoring ability player, right? Where he's unstoppable. But when the man gets stopped, nobody else gets involved. That has to happen. And it's time for, they need to soul search also about James Harden. Do you keep James Harden? Do you try to trade him? I, don't, I forget what his contract situation is, but you got to do something about James Harden. And I don't think it's sticking with the uh, 76ers. It's got to count. What do you do about Doc Rivers? Six and 10 on seven, on, you know, on game sevens in his career? I don't think he's won a game seven like in the last four or five uh, game sevens that he's played. Uh, what do you do about Doc? You know, Doc's a decent coach, but Doc seems not to get teams over the hump, unless well, the Celtics, but you had an all-star, not an all-star cast, an NBA Hall of Fame cast, Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and I know Ray Allen was kind of in decline, and so was Garnett, but that's his Hall of Fame players that were practically coaches on the, on the court themselves. Couldn't do it with Lob City and the Clippers. He had a, he had a lot of talent. Chris Paul. You had um, good guys of the bench like J.J. Reddit, which, by the way, he came at him. Yeah, I forget uh, the dude that dugs a lot, uh, Griffin. So there was a lot of talent in, in, uh, in the Clippers for him. To, and they made some runs. They got to the Western Conference Finals, I think, once, but they kept getting bumped off, man, every, uh, every year. So there's a lot of questions to be answered by the 76ers and some restructuring because this team right here is not going to cut it next year because Boston is not damn good. That's how good Boston is. Now let's look at the other hand, man. Jason Tatum, bro. That dude is, is definitely him. And I'm going to give him his flowers. Of course, I'm going to give him his flowers because this whole, he elevated himself starting at the fourth quarter in game six. When he went into the fourth quarter, one for 13, and then dropped 16 in the fourth quarter, scoring 11 of the last 13 of the Boston Celtics, coming from behind, taking the victory, making game seven possible, came to game seven with that same mentality, killer Kobe, Brian, Michael Jordan mentality. That's what Jason Tatum did from the end, from the beginning of the fourth quarter in game six and this entire game. That's what you call a different animal. That's not a guy that goes zero for 32 minutes on 32 minutes of fourth quarter games. Absolutely. The complete opposite. He came to kill and he had a mission. Maybe this man is pissed off. Jason Tatum is pissed off and he's going to take his anger. He wants to take his anger out again against the uh, against the Heat because he wants to get back to the finals. The dude is hungry. Hungry. Six for 10 from beyond the arc. 17 for 28. 13 freaking rebounds, man. Five assists. No turnovers. Come on. What kind of stat line is that? And the surrounding cast at this point was one of those games that did not to do much because Horford's stat line, six points, nothing to go crazy. But those 10 boards... All right, two steals, three block shots. That was all defense on MB. All right, and beating anybody else. Robert Williams, 30 minutes, another, another body that played a lot of good defense. 
right? Uh, Brogdon off the bench with 12 points. You didn't need much. Jalen Brown, of course, 25. Robin had his typical 25 points. But Jason Tatum was a man amongst boys. He was just different in this game. Started in the fourth quarter of game six, and it carried on. 51 points, zero turnovers. The most points without a turnover in a playoff game in NBA history. 51 points, the most points in an NBA playoff game, seven. Steph had 50 against the Kings. My man had 51. You got guys that he broke Steph's record. All right, look at the, look at the list he's in. Look at the company he's in. Ready? These are the individuals in this list with the most game seven points in NBA history. We have Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, who had 50 earlier today. Kevin Durant had 48. And they lost against the Bucks in OT. That was that year in 2021, what Giannis wanted, and the Nets got into the uh, the Western Conference Finals. Dominique Wilkins, 47. Sam Jones. All right, Sam Jones at the Celtics record for most points in a playoff game. 47. He destroyed that. Luka Doncic, 2021 against the Clippers, 47 points. Wow, KJ, Kevin Johnson. I did not know this, right? Against the uh, the Rockets. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the game that he dunked on uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. LeBron James has done it twice with 45 in 2008 and 2018. Allen Iverson, the truth, baby, 2001. That was that great run when he made it to the finals. And Charles Barkley against the Supersonics in 93 when actually that team was down 0-2 in the first round. So the man came to play ball. He was built different. And he showed. That is the difference, man. When you have a player that can take over games, it is so crucial in the postseason. I always say that the player that rises to the top in the postseason is the player that takes his team the furthest. Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy, has been doing that with Miami this whole entire starting in the playing tournament. Jason Tatum has done it as well with the Celtics. I mean, the look the kid had in his eyes starting the fourth quarter of game six, one for 13, did not face them. You see what happened to James Harden, all right, when he was missing everything and turning the ball over, coming into the fourth quarter. Poof. The magic dragon disappeared. Embiid couldn't get it going. This kid gets it going. He doesn't care what he's been playing. As long as there's a shot and the game is closed, he's going to find a way to get it going. That's the sign of a true killer. There's only been a few players that have that killer mentality. MJ, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Right, if you notice, those two guys back there, those two guys back there. LeBron James, I gotta put him in that list, even though he's not as much of a killer as Kobe and, and uh, but he's a different type of killer, right? He gets others involved, he makes the plays, regardless of how bad he's been playing for three quarters, except against the Mavericks, he disappeared in the whole playoffs. But he's redeemed himself. He got some wings after that. I always gotta throw my LeBron jab in there. But that's where this kid's pedigree is built from. He is one of the good ones. This kid is one of the good ones, and every year he steps up his game. Every year he's in conversation for the MVP, and that for two-year consecutive season, he's going to the Eastern Conference Finals, looking for a second consecutive uh, finals run here. So, and it looks very probable. Jason Tatum, man, he is a freaking beast. He's a man amongst boys. Love this guy, even though I hate the Celtics because I'm, you know, I'm a big Knicks fan. You know, we have a thing against Boston. But this is insane. 51 points, zero turnovers. I don't think it's, it's the first. That's a lot of points, man. That's a lot of points. You got to give him props. You got to give him props. He is, he is legit.
for he's so legit it's not even funny he's so legit uh, all right moving on to <laughs> mr ja morant wow my guy again ig story live hanging out with his homies i guess wherever they were in a jeep or an suv listening to hip-hop you know the lyrics are kind of like you know i'm gangsta kind of shit i don't know i don't listen to the new bullshit they they play nowadays i don't know who the fuck nba young boy is whatever bro he's 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 all right for young you know i, I don't do that none of that i'm singing i don't do the hip-hop singing crap all right i go back baby i'm in my 40s man i go back old school biggie okay Pac. all right give me freaking onyx all right give me uh wu-tang all right bro give me some of those cats man i even throw some eminem in there bro give me some original jay-z not the shit that jay-z plays nowadays give me good go let's go back baby to you know big l all right throw me that kind of stuff baby rock him those are the guys that would throw lyrics anyway they're listening through whoever the hell they're listening to on the radio and his homie is there you know clipping ja is doing his thing they're all having fun in the car that's great i'm not against that bro you got money you know enjoy yourself it's the off season it's not like you're playing for nothing right now you're not playing for any titles you choked you got killed by lebron so you know what might as well just decompress right lebron you know and decompress and get going but then you're out there, man. You know, you've already have a, you're already like a two strike, a one strike offender on the books. You have more. But your homies is taking an Instagram live. And dude, why are you pulling out your gun, bro? Regardless of whether it was intentional or not for your homie to get you, for the guy, for your entourage to get you. Why pull out the gun, bro? You know that right now you guys are live. Yo, keep the strap in the holster, bro. Very simple. When there is no cameras, bust the bitch out of them. You know, do whatever the hell you need to do. That, you know, don't don't bust cops in the air. They call the cops. You gotta get arrested. Why? Why just run the risk? You know they're taking an Instagram live story while you guys are doing your thing, and you just gotta bust out the clip out there, like it. You know, bust out the heat, bro. You know, the piece like it's cool. Don't bad. And I know his homie. As soon as he picked up the camera, but he put it down right away. But again, don't put yourself in that situation. There's two problems here: the fact that. He's surrounding himself against with morons. The lack of common sense. His, he has an entitled mentality. Because obviously the first punishment, a game suspension was a slap on the wrist because he still has that urge. Thug life urge, right? You know, I, I don't know why, because he's not about that life. He didn't grow up selling crack. He didn't grow up in the streets. I mean, dude, look at his family picture. He's out there with polos, pullovers, and you know, button up polos, family pictures left and right. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. But again, he has a right to own a gun. No doubt about it. Second Amendment, baby. I represent that shit all day. But he's a personality. He is in the public eye. He's already been chastised once. Why run the risk? Nobody's telling you not to carry it. Probably has a permit for carrying, which is okay. But stop flashing the damn piece, bro. Even if it's for a second. There's a rules about guns, man. When you have it, the time you should be pulling that piece out is to put it away in your in your safe, or you're pulling it out to defend your to defend your life. That's it. That is not made to be playing with like if it was a toy, showing it off for people. That's not what that is. The gun is to defend yourself. So when you have to pull it out, that's what it's there for. When you need to use it, not when you have to use it. Not to keep doing this bullshit of thug life. I'm here forever. Look what I got, brother. I'm a bad motherfucker. 
That's that's pretty much what that kid's mentality is. Entitled millionaires who think the rules don't apply to them. And I know he didn't do it on purpose, right? But he did, no, he meant to pull the piece out. I don't think he wanted it to get caught on the IG story. Here we go. Decision number one, you're pulling the piece. That is on you, John Moran. You're pulling out the piece again. Decision number two that was bad with you, the morons that are hanging around in your entourage, your crew, those are your homies, right? I don't even know whoever the hell was in the truck rapping with them. You surrounded yourself with individuals that, first of all, that dude should have even been pulling out the IG and should have kept it on himself instead of like flashing it to you. First of all, you shouldn't be put in that situation. You got your crew trying to bust out there. They know you have a gun. Yeah, you know, eh. you know, responsibility needs to be taken on both sides. But it's ultimately John Morant's responsibility to surround himself with individuals that are going to make him better, who are going to guide him the right way, who are going to give him the advice for him not to be put in the situation. And it's also John Morant's responsibility to be a responsible gun owner and not stop flashing that shit. That's it. That's the bottom line. And the fact that he was suspended already, he went out there and said, and put this bullshit apology. Everybody knew the apology he put out there that he's going to get himself help and do better. We knew it was BS. It was, it was his PR team that wrote it. You know, a game suspension. Slapping the, slapping the wrist, bro. Slapping the wrist. So it's just like a little kid. When you get slapped in the wrist, then it didn't hurt that much, the punishment. Let me try it again and see if I get away with it because it wasn't that bad. And if I get caught, it's not going to be that bad. I mean, maybe 15 games this time. The NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies, if this is a rule that they want to enforce, they're not supposed to be doing this, you know, brandishing weapons as an NBA player, then you need to, you need to really, really figure out what you're going to do with, with John. You need to make it hurt. There's no other rule here. You need to make it hurt. It cannot be a slap in the wrist at all. It cannot be another eight games. My man needs to feel it for a year. A year with no pay. And I don't know, brother. But if I'm Nike, I'll be looking the other way if I want this guy representing my brand. It's a lot of money. Well, maybe it's time for him to learn. Maybe it's time for him to learn. Something came up today. I saw it on Twitter uh, from the score.com saying that they're looking you know, officials and, and uh, NBA and all that crap are looking to possibly half a season. Half a season ain't shit. My man needs to feel it. If the NFL is suspending players for a year for betting on football games that was not their own game that was, and a game that they were not playing or their team was involved, bro, uh, you need to step, uh, the NBA needs to step up his game and so is the Memphis Grizzly, man. This kid needs to feel it, bro. He needs to feel this shit bad. And hopefully he'll stop. Now, actually, uh, I went ahead earlier today and posted a lot of Kwame content in my YouTube channel. And let me see if I can share it with you. Because Kwame Brown, man, he went ham. Look, Kwame, Kwame's a dude, you know, the cloud. He's, he, he, didn't, you know, he was a number one pick out of high school, did not make the hype, you know, was a veteran, played a long time. But he's been one of these guys who's been very vocal when it comes to player stupidity and all the crap on, on Twitter, on social media. And he didn't, he didn't shy from going ham on on John Morant here, bro. And and I don't, yo, I give him credit. Look, a lot of the things he said was very, very harsh. And I don't think he was wrong. He wasn't wrong in my book. Yeah, he he bombed a lot of like expletives, shit that I would not say. And I want to share a couple of different videos with you, a couple of the clips. 
again, disclaimer, my man drops a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of bad shit here, a lot of M-bombs and all that crap. You know what I mean? Listen, it is, it is what it is. This is public knowledge. He, he is out there going ham on John Morant. Play this. this is, I did a, I did a quick uh, five minute video on this bad. So John Morant, you like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like to play with guns, huh, boy? You like, you like to play with guns. So instead of you just being in your house, buying all the guns you want, playing with all the guns you want off camera, you want to get in trouble for having a gun at a club, give a bullshit apology, and then show a gun on Instagram live. I've heard of NBA young boy, but you NBA dumb boy. You got to be the dumbest motherfucker in the league. He he's not wrong. He's not wrong for that. Damn NBA young boy to NBA dumb boy. That that got me, dude. It's true. He's being a stupid idiot. He's being a dumbass. And he's not wrong about that one right there. He is not wrong about that. Uh, let me see if I can play another clip. One hundred and thirty-one million dollars promised to you, and you want to be a fucking thug? Yeah, it's okay for you to have a gun. You have a, 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 a in our you have a right. You have a Second Amendment right to have a gun. But what the fuck do you keep pulling it out menacing for? What is up with all this music you keep listening to? Is this music putting you in a trance, dumbass boy? Because this music is about to cost you your fucking career. You're gonna be bouncing around with niggas all day long, just listening to music in the backyard of a goddamn shack if you keep on being a jackass. You was an NBA dumb boy. And your friends ain't your goddamn friend. Because I done done dumb shit before. And you know when I noticed a real friend? A real friend, they're going to tell you when you're wrong. And then they ain't going to argue with you. But they just not going to participate and go with you in the bullshit. I get it. Maybe I wouldn't say it the way that he said it. But he's right. You got to surround with good people around you. Look at LeBron James. He surrounded himself with individuals that do not hurt him. On the other hand, LeBron James has surrounded himself with a team that has made him a billionaire. And those individuals have prospered and got rewarded along the way. Right now, the team that John Moran has surrounded himself with, it's bringing him down. And like he said, he's going to be listening to the NBA young boy in the back of a shack with all his homies drinking 40s. He's not wrong about that. He's a new Gilbert Arenas. He mentioned that also in one of his clips. Honestly, dude, he's not wrong about that. The people you surround yourself around you, even if you're not a millionaire, are going to dictate a lot of your future. And John Morant right now is surrounding himself with individuals that are not here to help him. They're just, they're just there for the free ride, the guns and the bitches, and anything else, and the free food, and the high-end booze, and whatever, bro. But it's not to help John Morant. Big difference. LeBron surrounded himself with a, a bunch of his close friends, but all those kids have a head on their shoulder. And all those kids help make LeBron the billionaire he is today because some of those guys run his damn empire. All right? John Moran's an idiot. And, to, and I don't want to keep beating up a dead, beating a dead horse here with John Moran. However, there is a problem here of accountability that the NBA needs to have with John Moran and it needs to be serious, like I mentioned earlier. It needs to be minimum a year. Second, what the hell is his dad? His dad's out there like Kwame said. Go to my YouTube channel, by the way, and you'll be able to check. I got the full Kwame uh, five-minute rant. 
on on my channel there i made a video about it and i also did put like four clips with like the best sound bites uh go to my youtube channel average joe sports socks and go check out that Kwame rant video that i got on there man it's pretty funny and it's actually he makes a lot of sense the dude is real he's talking from experience because you know he messed up too at the end of the day his dad who's out there celebrating and who is eating off his kid should be doing what Kwame brown just did go out there and tell his kid yo man stop being a, stop doing this foolish nonsense become you a grown-up man you need to act your damn age bro and stop trying to be about a thug try to start to be about that thug life when you're not even about that because you didn't grow up in the damn streets needing to sling rock all right forget about it it's not like he needed to get a jump shot because his other option was to sling crack that wasn't it man that was not it for john moran so this is just a wannabe stupid lack of common sense entitled fucking punk that's what john moran right now is looking out is being to me in my in my book what i his image is portraying to me maybe because i'm a og you know old head like your little punk ass biatches like to call but it's just the fact that john moran right now is failing horribly at life not from an athletic and a professional standpoint on the court but off the court he is dragging himself down along with everybody else and when you drag yourself down off the court it's going to drag your ass off the court completely and really shorten your career i hope this kid really somebody just grabs him by the damn head slaps the shit out of him throws him on the side and be like dog I'm about to take all your guns away. All right, you're not going to get them back until your story ass starts behaving like a responsible adult and a responsible gun owner. I think this is what it, it needs to be a intervention from his parents, especially his parents, and kind of like he needs to clean house. He needs to stop surrounding himself with dumbasses, idiots who don't care about him and his personal success. That's it. I had enough. I had enough of John Moran. I don't want to talk about this kid again. Let's talk some NBA action here, man. We got a rematch of the original of the Eastern Conference Finals from last year, the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy, has been on fire, uh, leading his team with 22 points a game, almost 23, 5.9 rebounds. Had himself a Jason Tatum kind of like series against the Bucks, closed out the Knicks with ease. Now, it's a big difference, right? I think the Heat are going against a team that he, they cannot sleep. Because Jimmy Butler's points and performance, it's going to get canceled out by Jason Tatum. That's the difference between that. See, Giannis was not healthy. He missed a couple of games. And then he came back and wasn't 100%. So that kind of was, that was the difference maker there. Even though Jimmy played out of his mind and they beat him when they needed to beat him. No excuse. But Jason was playing at a high level. Probably as a high level or higher than playoff Jimmy. Coming off the Celtics series he's not going to stop there on paper they're going to shut down everybody else the Boston Celtics they got to let Jimmy and Jason Tatum go head to head mano a mano point by point they're going to cancel each other out but the difference is going to be the Boston Celtics going to make sure that Struz doesn't get 15 points Bam Adebayo gets D the F up by Horford by Robert Williams Grant Williams whoever they have and they're going to shut that guy down to like 10 points a game and everybody with a shooter Duncan Robinson Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, you know, uh, anybody else. Because remember, this is where them not having Tyler Hero in the lineup is going to show up immensely. It didn't show up against the Knicks. The Celtics are not the Knicks. They have Jason Tatum. The Knicks don't have a Jason Tatum. 
even though Jalen Brunson, shout out to my boy, had a great had a great series. But anyway, Jalen Brown's going to come in and average 25, and that's who the Heat probably need to focus on because they know that Tatum has got to get his. But that's a big difference of the game. I have the Celtics winning four games to two. I'm sorry. I think the magic for playoff Jimmy really this time stops here against the Celtics. 4-2, the Celtics, if you missed that. Tomorrow, we have the Lakers against the Nuggets, man. Oh, that LeBron James, he did it, man. And Anthony Davis, of course. They did it. All right, they did it. They came in. They came through. They beat the Warriors. No excuse. The Warriors really disappointed me in this series because they came into that game six with nothing. They missed everything and gave up right, right out of the third quarter. This is an interesting matchup. I know everybody's jumping now on the Lakers because of what they've done. I'm not surprised they beat the Grizzlies. I knew they were going to beat the Grizzlies, man. That's not surprised. Now, I'm surprised the Nuggets have beaten everybody else. But Nikola Jokic has been playing at a, another level as well. And I know they have Anthony Davis. So those two guys are going to go at it. But the difference here is that Nikola Jokic, who is who averaged a triple-double, is leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists. It's that Nikola can beat you in so many different ways. So if his game is not working from a scoring standpoint, he's got to get Jamal involved, KPJ. I mean, they have a lot of good players. Aaron, Aaron Gordon. They have a lot of people at the bench. Uh, KCP. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tight series. I think everybody's really, really like 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 they've done all series like myself. I doubted the Denver Nuggets were gonna get to the Eastern Conference Final, the Western Conference Final. But they did. And I slept on them just like everybody else did. So I think it's, ah, it's time to stop sleeping on the Nuggets. I think it's going to be an interesting chess match between the coaches here. How can they exploit each other's mismatch? Because there's a mismatch here. There's, LeBron is a complete mismatch for anybody in the Denver Nuggets. While Nikola Jokic can get shut down by Anthony Davis. And the difference is that Nikola Jokic is one of those guys that's going to try to expose Davis by bringing him out to the three-point line. Make a move because Jokic can move pretty well without the ball. That's how he gets great plays. He's got to try to get open. So there, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a chess match between both coaches. I think the the winner of this series is going to be the coach that can make the changes and adapt to each other's style the quickest. I think I got LeBron and the Lakers. I hate to say that, but winning this series four games to two as well. However, I will not be surprised if the Denver Nuggets take this to seven, folks. This is a deja vu to the freaking bubble. Same four teams are playing in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Deja freaking vu. Again, Lakers in six, but if the Nuggets win, it's going to be in seven. Fortunately, Miami has no shot. Six games at most in that series, Boston taking down Miami. Not trying to be a hater, bro, but I think the Celtics are way too much talented and they have, to me, the best player right now playing in these playoffs. His name is Jason Tatum. He is that dude. Appreciate everybody for uh, whoever watched today, uh, live on Rumble, on Twitter, on YouTube. Shout out. Thank you for all the love I'm getting lately on the YouTube channel, man. I'm doubling up my post, posting uh, a lot of content via different ways, uh, reactions after the games, you know, you know through uh, all my platforms. I'm trying to, like, uh, 
diversify the content structure on YouTube to get some more. And it, and it definitely has, uh, has, uh, has been effective because in the last two weeks, 43 new followers, subscribers, I'm sorry, got myself uh, really focused and definitely on a mission. So want to get that 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, man, hopefully within the next two to three months if I keep on this track. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This is your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast signing out. Peace. Oh,